Hello, everybody. Welcome to We Talk Photo, our latest installment of our nature and landscape photography podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me, as always, is Mr. Jack Graham. Hi, everybody. Hey, Jack. How's Jack today? Jack is uh, getting ready to get packed and get down to the Four Corners area where it's hot. And maybe, 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 if we get lucky, we'll have some monsoon drama down there. So that's what I hope. That would be cool. You know, I think the uh, the fall season's kind of kicking off right now, and uh, everybody's getting busier with uh, the the getting ready for all the fall workshops and the changing of the leaves. And you can actually feel it in the air. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I noticed that yesterday. We had a nice little breeze, and it felt a little cooler than normal. So I guess it's... Uh, that time we had a great summer now so oh for sure for sure for sure well you know we've been posting a lot of interviews lately we've been fortunate to get a lot of great guests on our podcast and uh, for this interview for this podcast uh no interview it's just the jack and john hour or half hour maybe half hour yeah we'll do it a half an hour so we got a little bit of news for you today and then we want to talk to you guys about our recent workshop uh up in alaska we just got back a couple of weeks ago photographing the bears and the landscapes up in katmai national park it was pretty magical experience so we'll give you guys a little a little taste of what that was about but jack why don't you uh why don't you hit us up with a little bit of a little bit of news you know, for, for those of you who uh, don't have a lot of time, to, I, I, the, the news on TV these days is so damn depressing. I, I can't deal with it anymore. If I hear another, this bad, this good, this bad, this good, and this guy's good, this guy's bad, uh, you know, I, I can't deal with it anymore. So I, I aggregate, and there's something that I use on my iPad called Flipboard. Yep. And it's a bunch of magazines that you can just pick out stuff you want to read or you know it actually does it for you if you program it right and uh, there's a whole lot of photography stuff on here and some of it's pretty interesting some of it's really pretty meaning meaningless and kind of like uh kind of like uh well like three quarters of the internet well i was gonna say like kenny g but <laughs> somebody out there might like kenny g that's okay that's right but a couple of things I saw today. First of all, for you Fujifilm folks, you can now buy an X-H1 body and grip for $9.99. That is a steal. What a deal. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means a new camera's coming. I don't know. I don't know what it means. It means to me that they've got cameras that they want to move. Uh, right now, and and what a deal! I mean, I, I, XH1 with, with the stabilization built in. It's a rugged camera. It's a, it's um, you know, it's just a. It's it might. I think it's the best value in cameras on the market right now. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, I tell you, having that in-body stabilization is such a nice, such a nice thing to have um, compared to the XT3. I did, did a little of that up with the bears. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I saw that was quite interesting, um, I don't have to talk about it too long, but uh, SanDisk, and I'm sure that ProGrade and the rest of the folks will follow suit, now uh, is, is selling in, in Europe, 
predominantly, in fact, only in Europe. UHD card, that's the new Sony format uh, uh, SD card, at uh, crazy speed. Uh, I think it, I remember it, like 1,700 megabytes a second. Wow. Uh, read, write, I mean, it, it's crazy. So I think video's driving this. I would imagine. I think video's driving a lot of the innovation these days in the industry. You know, it's it's that. But, you know, when you read some of these these websites like photography, um, Petapixel, actually Petapixel is quite good. Um, then there's a bunch of other other ones that are out there. But, you know, some of this stuff, I mean, it's just it's just five tips for that, ten tips for that. Here's one. Ten tips, ten basic things you need to know about your DSLR to take better pictures. <laughs> Can't imagine what that must be. Well, you know, some some people. I, I will say though that some people that are new to the to photography may get some benefit of that. But for those of us that have been doing this for a while, it's oh my god, stop! Keep your sensor clean. Yeah. Well, I like I like the one that said uh, uh, how a professional photographer composes his landscape photo. That's true. I, I, yeah. Read that one. Uh, no, it's on, I'll read it after the podcast. <laughs> sure, there's probably a lot of tips in there, probably. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, it's all good. Let's talk now, landscape Now, isn't, uh, Nikon's coming out with a new camera, right? <laughs> yeah, it leaked, and, you know, the, the European guys, I, I don't care who it is, Nikon, Fujifilm, Sony, they are the leakers of everything. And I almost think that the companies like let them leak to build up a little bit of uh, anticipation for when this thing comes out. But you know, I looked at it quick. It's going to be it's going to have stabilization like the XH1. Um, it's not going to be a mirrorless camera, though. It'll have some things. You know, it's going to be huge. I mean, heavy and big. It'll be good for all you guys that have boats. Um, Someday you, you won't have to buy a new anchor. You can just use one of these cameras, and it'll be big and expensive. Yeah, maybe it'll help them. Maybe it won't. But God knows, Nikon needs something to to uh, keep them uh, keep them going. Uh, you know. But I have to tell you, the biggest thing I read today that I am so excited about, and I really am, uh, Facebook is talking about doing away with the likes. Yeah, they've been considering that, along with Instagram. Yep. Can you imagine that? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, my God. It would take so... It would change the dynamic of those platforms incredibly. It would. It would. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. And I, I think that might be the biggest news of the day. What do you think? I, I would agree. I, I wish one of them would take the step and do it. I don't think they will because that's kind of the whole premise for a lot of the social media generation is is that's how we get validate or that's how they get validation um, yes. for for what they're doing is that like button. And I tell you, you take the like button away, I think the platforms will crash, but I would uh, heavily applaud it. Do you know you can buy likes? Oh, of course. For those of you who don't believe me, go to Google. Type in buy likes. You can buy followers. You can you can buy you can buy anything. Yeah. So anyhow, so they're they're talking about that, and and I I think it would be a good a good thing. That might be the biggest. I saw a headline, but I didn't click into the article from uh, from Canon 
about they, uh, again, further predicting uh, decline in sales by the end of 2020, some dismal number. You don't have to know that. You just look at the numbers. The numbers are as follows. Um, in units sold uh, every month from January through, I think they reported through June, maybe July, but certainly through June, every month or first half of this year has been down 1 million units from a year before. Yeah, that's a lot of production. It's a lot of production and a lot of dollars. Yep. And now it's beginning to uh, affect the lens business. And um, it, it's a big thing. And people aren't buying cameras. And I talk to people I know that work in camera stores and Chris at OutdoorPhotoGear.com and and everybody's crying. It's it's a very tough time. So maybe some of these new cameras will, I don't know, are they going to have enough features that people are going to say, well, let's go get rid of what we have and buy a new camera? I, I think some people will. Uh, Fujifilm is doing great with the uh, GFX and the X-T3. And in fact, in one of these articles, they had mentioned that uh, uh, Fujifilm is actually, um, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an ex-photographer, but they're, they mentioned Fujifilm as being an innovator, and um, innovation is going to keep things going. And if it's just another camera, it's going to take a, a decent photograph. I don't know what's going to happen. I think there'll be, I think it's going to be a shakeout here one of these days. Yeah, I think so too. And I think I personally, I kind of think the market is fragmenting a little bit. You know how it's just getting more specialized. Those people that want to take really nice images will buy a regular camera and those that just want to take snaps for Instagram or for the, uh, for holiday pictures will just use your phone. I mean, your phone is an amazing camera. It really is. Oh, damn good job. Yeah. It's a crappy phone, but great camera. Yeah. Well, Jack, let's, let's talk a little bit about Alaska and, and, uh, one more thing. Okay. One more thing, I just want you all to know that if you now have uh, Coca-Cola, I believe, uh, came out with something called the or, or, uh, the Star Wars grenade-shaped soda. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it looks like yeah, a, I know. Like, it looks like a, you know, it's going to make it. It's quite realistic. It says Coca-Cola. <clears throat> the TSA now, as of today, has okayed that to bring on airplanes. Oh, that's good. Previously banned it. But, you know, you now can bring on your uh, red, green, and silver uh, Coke uh, grenades that look like a hand grenade, and, and it's a great thing. So. Well, they were they were banning uh, MacBooks just not a couple of weeks ago as well, I saw, yeah, for they, some problem. They ought to ban MacBooks. The world ought to ban MacBooks. What does what what TSA stand for? Thousands standing around. But I have to tell you, you got to give American Airlines credit because American Airlines allowed a horse on an airplane. What? A therapy horse? Miniature horse spotted by a muse passenger on American <laughs> Airlines flight. They brought a horse. It was a service animal. They had to let the horse on the plane. I, I'm serious. Google it. That is awesome. Yeah. They brought the horse on the plane. And and, 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 and the horse had been given a, an aisle seat because it was too big for a middle seat. 
can you imagine sitting next to the horse? <laughs> uh, don't I pet the horse. It was probably, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I've sat next to some people. I wish I was sitting next to the horse. Yeah, I'm sure it was pretty well behaved. Would have been an improvement. Wouldn't cry. Yep. Uh, wouldn't kick the seat in front of you. Yep. Um, you know, you don't have to change the diaper in the plane. It's all good, you know. Yeah, I think we all need therapy horses. Calm everybody down. When they when they made the announcement, they said the time I'd like to begin boarding with active duty military families with children, uh, age of three and horses. The horse got up. I can't make it up. Oh, it's that's awesome. Yeah, it's a service horse. So bring nice. your horse on the plane. It's all good. It oh, is. Okay. Well, bring your bear on the plane. Yes, you're my therapy bear. I tell you, some of those some of those little cubs are sure damn cuddly. So, uh, you know, for those of you guys that don't know, Jack and I run a workshop up into Katmai National Park to photograph the grizzly bears and the landscapes. And let me tell you, it's a it's really a bucket list kind of experience for a lot of folks. It is an absolutely incredible an incredible journey, incredible experience to be out there with these animals and. We just got back um, about, I think, two, two and a half weeks ago from that. And just for me, I'm just starting to get through uh, a lot of my images. And um, I didn't shoot as much as I have in previous years. But it's it was, uh, in terms of the experiences that we got during the days, um, it's incredible. It was. It was. I think, you know, it makes that trip incredible, John. Mm. Um, you know, we are sworn to secrecy. And we can't tell you exactly where we go. And that was something that was asked of us by our uh, tour operator. And uh, and the reason is, is because, you know, in the years that we've been there now, we rarely, we may see a fisherman here and there, but uh, we rarely see other groups of photographers. No, this, this year on one stretch, on one day, we did see a group, um, another group but you're right we rarely see any our guide so you know we work with an outfitter up there in alaska who uh, and you have to you have to work with an operator up there because every day we hop in a after breakfast we hop into a float plane and fly to a remote wilderness lake in katmai national park we land there and then we spend the whole day out in the environment photographing these bears and our guide and our outfitter who's been doing this for 40 plus years knows the salmon runs, knows where the bear are, knows how to get us to those locations where the most animals are. And working with somebody like that has been such a blessing for us, you know, finding that right, that right guide, (coughs) excuse me. Um, to get you on the bears. I mean, they'll, you know, you'll hear stories of, of people go up and do a tour, a bear tour, and you'll sit around in a boat driving around looking for bears and you don't really see any. We, there was one day that we had, um, just standing in one location, we had 12 bears all around us. And that was the very first hour of one of our days. There were 12 bears around us. Yeah, it was crazy. I think I think that that one day we saw a total of uh, close to 40, 40 individual bears. Um, you know, boars, sows, sows with cubs. You know, two cubs, three cubs, 
first-year Cubs, second-year Cubs, third-year Cubs. We saw everything on this trip. It was a good good experience. I actually, uh, I, sh- I was going to use the word hijack, but it's probably not. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably not good. I talked one of the other pilots up there into taking uh, me for a ride for an hour, and I actually got to do a little bit of aerial photography. I'm jealous of that. That your images came out phenomenal from the sky. All the uh, all the so twisty, good. windy rivers. That's because I'm, I'm, I'm a great photographer. Well, cool. yeah, you're perfect. You must have read that article about I read the that article in the, in Flipboard about how to how to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think that's cool. I mean, that you know, and that is one of the options. This uh, the guy that we works with has numerous airplanes, numerous boats all around the. All around the peninsula down there. So Katmai is in southeast Alaska. Um, so we fly into Anchorage and then hop a hop a small plane out to the lodge, and we stay in this lodge for six days. Enjoy home cooked meals the whole time. Food. Food is phenomenal. And then every day we decide where we want to go, and we hop in the airplane and we go. I think you know the first day we went up to Brooks Falls. Which, you know, it's one of those iconic locations that I think for everybody probably needs to see once. Um, you know, Brooks was Brooks is good. It can sometimes be inundated. We were lucky that when we landed and taxied into the beach, there was, I think, two aircraft there. Some days there's up to 70. And uh, so we were really super fortunate to get uh, to experience Brooks with very few other tourists a lot of folks flying from anchorage and other places for day trips and it's a little bit like disneyland of the bear world yeah i think that the the weather forecast was not good that day but it turned out to be better than it was supposed to be so it kept the 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 crowd down quite a bit it did keep it down yeah it rained on us a little bit and but we had i think almost three hours of uninterrupted shooting on uh, on the platform up at brooks which is really unheard of during the summer when there's so many people normally you have to take a number and wait in line and then you get you know what 30 minutes on the platform something like that and then you have to go back to the end of the line and and it's can sometimes be not a great experience from an outdoor perspective but, um, you know, our folks had a great time up on the platforms. And then uh, every day after that, we were out in the wild. We were not in Disneyland. That's right. It was a great trip. Yeah, it was an absolutely phenomenal trip. So for those of you that have thought about wanting to uh, photograph the grizzly bears, this is definitely one to look at. There were, you know, the the law says you're supposed to be 50, stay 50 yards away from the bears, which is great. The bears, unfortunately, don't read, so they don't know what the law is. So they can actually come closer to us than 50 yards. Um, and at one point, we had one, we had a family walk up, walk up the creek towards us, and they were, I don't know, 15 yards away from us. But the cool thing, you know, is that we're, not we, the bears are so focused on the salmon, they don't give a hill of beans about us. You know, initially it's kind of scary. This time of year, I think they eat uh, five or ten salmon a day. Oh, minimum, yeah. Not small fish. You don't realize the bears are so big that the fish look small, but these fish are probably, I'm going to guess, probably almost two feet long. Yeah, yeah, at least. 
And yeah, they, it's beautiful. They'll put them on a rock, you know, and they, they put the head down on the rock and they hold it down with their one of their uh, claws and then they rip the flesh off the they they like the flesh and they like certain parts. They're real they're real smart. I mean they They are smart. They they, eat, they go for the, the skin first and you could watch them do this over and over again. They eat the skin first, they eat the roe, that's kind of their second favorite. Then they like the brains. And they will they will just bite the brain out of the head of the fish. It's the weirdest thing. But but they're programmed to go after the highest fat and highest protein parts of the fish. You know, if those fish had any brains, they wouldn't be there. Anymore. Well, yeah, but you know, they're they're following their uh, they're following their um, instincts as well. But yeah, uh, you know, lots of fishing, lots of uh, you know, bear lunges, uh, bears diving off of logs. Uh, it was we saw every kind of behavior that you could possibly want to photograph, except for big boars standing up on their hind legs and fighting. And this is not the area to kind of get those types of photographs. Those are those are typically out on the coastal flats and not inland where we are in the park. Yeah, like, but you know, I just it was a great trip, and you know, I know this sounds like a commercial for the trip, and I guess it essentially <laughs> is. Um, but uh, you know, this we, we use a great outfitter, and it's a great trip, and we're we're uh, trying to keep our <clears throat> our you know our, our cost down as low as possible. So I think we're very competitively priced. <clears throat> and John, we got have dates for next year. I don't know if you have them in front of you. I don't. I know it's in August sometimes. I don't, yeah. unfortunately. Sorry, folks. But you can check uh, Jack's website or my website and see the dates. Um, but if you're interested, reach out to us, and we'll send you information about it. You know, I've got um, a recent blog post, five part blog post with all with a whole bunch of images oh. posted up there. Working on a video of the trip. Um, I've got the last couple of years' videos as well posted on YouTube. I can put links for that on our show page. And but yeah, if you're interested, reach out and we'll give you all the information you want. Uh, what else, John? Um, well, just just the last little last little thing I will say about the trip. Um, you know, for for those that uh, for those that don't know or haven't heard about something called the Pebble Mine, it's a proposed mining operation up in Alaska, and if it goes through, there is a very distinct chance that it will ruin the largest wild salmon run on the planet through its environmental impact and including, you know, this workshop and every other workshop for 50 to hundred years to come. And so if you guys, sorry, I'm my little closet environmentalist is coming out, but if you guys are interested or concerned about, you know, preserving what we have up in Alaska, the pebble mine is one of the biggest threats to that. So take a look, read, get educated, get involved if you want. Um, but yeah, we got an earful of that as well. So that's my that's my little environmental pitch for the day. Yeah, and it's it's really a good thing to to, to deal with this because it's you know there are some things that uh, some causes I think that are a little misconstrued and some aren't. This is a big factor, and it 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 is life changing. 
It is life changing. We were we were just doing a pod, another podcast earlier today with another uh, photographer, and one of the topics that came up was stewardship. So for us as outdoor photographers, you know, teaching stewardship to our clients. But even if you're not a professional teaching other people, we as outdoor photographers, regardless of of your skill level. We're all out there and we are all having an impact and we're all documenting this beautiful nature. We should all be considering ourselves stewards of the landscape. And so get involved in stewardship. Take a look at even your local environment and get out there and do what you can to practice good stewardship of the environment, to, to pass on to our kids and our kids' kids and you know, you know, we only have one planet. We do. Yeah, apparently. All right, my closet hippie is going back in the closet, Jack. Don't worry. No, no, it's all good. I don't <laughs> you. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a scary thing because um, I, I always mention that a lot of the places that we go, that where the paths used to be two feet wide, they're now ten feet wide. Yep. And, you know, there's a certain people, you know, from all over the world are coming to America and looking for things and, and uh, they're discovering things. And, uh, you know, I mean, if we could do our little bit, I guess it's a, it's all a good thing, you know. Um, finally, uh, one last thing I'd like to mention, um, a, 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 another plug for n- nothing that, we're I'm involved with a little bit, but it's not a workshop of ours. In November, um, the sixth to the tenth, the Great Smoky Mountain Photography Summit is going to happen again in Townsend, Tennessee, about an hour south of Knoxville. Um, and you can find that information by going to TGSMPS. Tom George Sugar, Mary Peter Sugar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't talk, so I have to do that. So uh, it's a great group. It's a couple days. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember everybody's going to be there. I'll leave people out, so please don't don't get mad at me. RC, RC Conception is going to be there. RC is an amazing uh, writer and speaker. Um, he's going to talk a lot about uh, processing. I think he's he worked with Adobe to write uh, some of the uh, – uh, some of the stuff, and he's going to be there. Of course, Bill Forty will be there. My 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 uh, my buddy from Tennessee, um, Joe McNally, I think. Joe McNally, yeah, he's going to be the keynote. Um, Joe's amazing. Ken Jenkins, I think. Uh, you know, Roman's going to be there. Roman, I can't pronounce. I never pronounce his name. Malik. He's uh, he's going to be there. Uh, Mandy Lee, I know Bill Lee. The two, we'll have two Lees there, Mandy and a Bill. Two Lees make a right. Two Lees make a right. Uh, Bill Lee is a great photographer from the Smokies um, and has done some actually books on some of the bears that, that are there. Of course, Tony Sweet. We did a podcast with Tony. If you listen to that podcast, you'll understand why what Tony and I get together. Look out. Uh, Len Rue will be there. Eddie Tappa is going to be there. Brett Wells. I know I'm probably leaving somebody out. There's a whole bunch of people. So uh, it's November 6th to the 10th. It's very reasonably priced. Again, TGS MPS at WordPress.com. Or you can Google Great Smoky Mountain Photo Summit. Um, if you're in the area, 
uh, the Smokies is not far from New York or Atlanta. We're kind of right in the middle, so uh, I might want to check that out. Um, I think we did enough selfish promotion. Am I correct? I think we did. I think we did. I think I'll say, you know, folks, uh, if you have any ideas for what you want to hear, if there's any suggestions for any guests or any topics you want us to cover, drop us a note at wetalkphoto at gmail.com. Again, you can uh, visit our website, see the show notes uh, at wetalkphoto.com. Did I say that email right? Yeah. All right. All right. Because um, I'm reading uh, Learn Photography from a Pro, Five oh, Tips to Shooting. Oh, gosh. No, don't don't get me started. Location, location. That's number one. Really? Take your time of day, number two. God almighty. All right. Hey, <laughs> folks, thank you all. Um, we'll get back to some great interviews, probably a lot more interesting than what we just did here. And uh, thank you all for being part of this and for subscribing. Hopefully, drop us a note. Uh, we've got some ideas on some people I'm going to get in contact with, John's going to get in contact with, and we're going to bring you some really, really uh, interesting and um, fun people that'll add to uh, your photographic experience. We're not going to do 10 tips to fall photography, but I will give you my one tip. You ready? Yeah. Shoot during the fall. No. Inside was, or outside, though? It was either one, but shoot during the fall. Wow. With that, we'll leave you, folks. Thank you all. John, Thank you much. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.